well 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 look who the cat dragged in um how how on this earth are you hey everyone carl donnelly here welcome back to a comedian called carl drinking coffee there it is we're back after our uh, unannounced and unplanned autumn hiatus oh my days I'm not messing around uh, round hill roastery on a, an absolute humdinger of a run at a the minute there is a man sorry to start on such a low point but I've just watched a man get off a bus and do a, he's now doing a wee in next door's driveway you dirty bastard he can't see me he can't see me looking out the window yeah oh, god god what's the world come to eh anyway um welcome back he's gone now don't worry so i'm no longer just watching a man piss while trying to talk i'm back apologies for the delay not that you, none of you minded everyone's cool with it mate if anything as previously i've mentioned whenever i leave a gap it normally like it used to be too regular that's I'm, I, I i know when i've made a mistake but um and then anytime i left the gap of about a week or 10 days just more people sort of listen to it like obviously that will happen as time passes but like you know numbers go up but like notably more people listen to this podcast when I don't do it regularly which you know I've said before I do take that personally but you know I get it anyway um this 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 last hiatus was what six weeks which is uh mm, the longest I've ever taken what well, taken a break since we began and it's not it's not been planned I mentioned in the last episode just how busy I felt and that was you know I was I was gigging a lot at that point gigs had started up again obviously a newborn baby when do you stop calling them newborns just calling them an infant I say she's an infant now she's um she's five months and it's you know it's just we're doing it very hands-on so that's taken a lot of time and just finding time to sit and have a coffee when I'm not uh, basically all my all my moments of if I've got a moment I normally have to do some sort of house stuff or admin or whatever anyway I actually here's a little insight I, I started recording uh, one of these three times in the last six weeks three times I found a moment started recording and then something happened something came up something interrupted so you know we're here now and uh, yeah my coffee my coffee has gone out all, all over the shop basically at the minute we're doing a thing where I'm getting up early in the morning and bringing Twyla like you know she tends to wake up for the like she wakes up in the night she's a baby isn't it she wakes up but then she goes straight back to sleep after she's fed or just like you know sort of adjusted and uh, she did, but you can tell like it's about seven o'clock, seven fifteen. She's normally now awake, and just lie. She's really got in the last. It's a real developmental thing. The last week, she'll just lie there, entertaining herself for a bit, and just mumbling, and and you could like it's and it wakes. Naturally, you wake up because there's just some noise, but it's quite pleasant just to, you know, she's not waking up crying. She's waking. It's basically you're just waking up because you hear her sort of coming round for the day. Anyway, I get up with her, 
and then let Hannah sleep for a bit. But here's the, uh, get a load of this. This is, I never foresaw this. At that time, it's not the time for a, you know, a, a pour over lovely, good bean coffee. I've been having instant coffee, everybody. The, uh, something I never thought I'd do. It's, you know, just, I caved in. I just thought I need, that time in the morning, I need something to kickstart the day, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, no, A, I haven't got the, the, the option of making a coffee. I'm playing with a baby. But also, you know, I thought I'm not gonna waste a good coffee on just a period when I'm just getting up early and just need to be awake. I don't wanna drink a good coffee just for the purpose of it being, having caffeine in. So, I've been drinking. I bought sort of this this instant coffee called like Azera, which I, go, I basically did some googling and said like, what's the best instant coffee you can buy? It's like six quid a jar, a little jar, and it's still shit. It is <laughs> honestly, it's um, it's hard to go back in it. But, but so anyway, I've been having that, and then me and Hannah will have a nice coffee once she's up, and you know we're, we're sort of getting the day started. So I just haven't had time, guys, to a, a window just to sit and meander through my mind. Um, so anyway, what's going on? Obviously, a lot's happened in the last six weeks. We're back in lockdown uh, in the UK. America has had an election of which the incumbent president has refused to accept the results, which is, I mean, that's that wasn't that's as much of a surprise you know he's not exactly somebody you'd think would accept defeat well you know humility is not one of donald trump's strong points let's be honest i've been fascinated seeing um some uh british people who are pro-trump do you know what i mean it's weird what i don't understand is uh it's very easy to bash Trump, isn't it? It's very easy to be a like, sort of, but taking even taking the p politics out of it, like I don't understand how anyone. Yeah, you know, I've seen people sort of say, "Oh, what you'd rather just like online." This is not to me. I'm not. I'm not getting into a bloody debate about this. But you know when people say, "Oh, what? So you just want Biden in, who's like a neoliberal uh, sort of." Yeah, they, they basically there's this thing about the Democrats in America. You know, if you actually look at them politically, they, it's not a left-right debate, is it? Compared to Britain, you know, you'd say the Republicans would be very much more in the vein of our Conservatives. Just some cultural aspects, they'd probably be a little deemed as left-wing, but you know, economically they're not, or they're just not as mad as Republicans. So. I've heard people in Britain do use that as the thing about why would why would you sort of want a d democratic candidate to win the election? It's like, but that's not. I mean, that's by the by, isn't it? If you're comparing people to Trump, it's a whole different ball game. You know, he is, by and large, you know, and I've watched a bunch of documentaries about him just because I find him so fascinating, and. Uh, pretty much anyone who's ever come into contact with him who isn't related to him t has that's basically t down the line said how horrible he is as a person 
you know he's just not he's he's a you know he's the amount of court cases he's been involved in where people have you know he's 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 a shady dodgy oh, fucking businessman a rich guy who was raised to think he could never lose so that if yeah you, you can just see that running through all his business transactions over the years and yeah he just you know i think he is what he he's very he's wafer thin isn't he you can see what he's about so if you just do it on a personal aspect of looking at them to like biden i'm not i don't think i'd probably agree with a lot of stuff politically with him but he doesn't seem like an absolute let's be honest cunt does he he seems like a nice enough bloke and i know that's not doesn't matter when you you know you shouldn't just pick a pick you don't pick a president based on who's nice but you also i do think it should factor in <laughs> shouldn't it <laughs> you know a lot of the criticisms of boris johnson are often are yeah but he's an arsehole and I actually think there is some currency to that. You know, Boris Johnson has a history of ineptitude in every role he's ever held. And basically, by like everyone in every industry he's ever worked with has said he's a, he's a lying piece of shit who just basically is very charismatic and blags his way through life. Um, and he's obviously just got the, you know, the education and the connections to make that work for him. No one's ever said, oh, Boris is a really good guy. I mean, you've never heard that about him. And I actually think sometimes we should uh, trust human judgment more than more than obsess about policy because it, it actually gives you an insight into what sort of leader they will be. Bloody hell, I don't know what I'm banging on about. This is... What was I... I was talking about the American election. Anyway, that's what's happened. <laughs> that, was, that was a six-minute aside there. But it's, I mean, it's interesting watching, though, from afar, isn't it? You know, I feel quite, I felt a bit more invested in this one. I, I tend not to give a shit about American politics and elections, but having had two of my very good friends move to America in the last five years, you know, Chris Martin, an Englishman in LA, John Hastings now lives there, Canadian, now based south of the border. But, you know, so I have some close ties to America. And, you know, I know from talking to them regularly about their concerns for the direction of their country and also just how difficult it will be to, like, maintain their visas and things. Like, it's got harder during the Trump administration and they were worried it's going to only get harder. What I'm saying is um, this one I was relatively invested in. I was very happy to see Trump lose it, you know, I think that's not, that's not sort of, I'm not some liberal cuck for saying that, who's bought into the bloody mainstream media, that's what people are like, isn't it? People have lost their goddamn minds, it's, I'm fascinated by, I had, a, I had quite, I, I, I said something I thought was reasoned the other day to some friends, and, um, and you know the the instant reaction I got was, I actually had two of these events happen, uh, where I've said something totally reasonable, but in the current uh, climate, I think they thought I was some sort of mad anti-mask, Bill Gates is a fucking pedo, mate, sort of conspiracy theorist. I um, basically we were having a little catch up on Zoom, 
and talking about the lockdown i just i just aired the suggestion that ultimately lockdowns are are probably you know if it's going to be a repeated thing i think it's going to be very damaging to the i think it's really be very damaging to people's sense of belonging and you know their well-being and you know the sort of suicide rates skyrocketing and it's only going to keep getting higher as unemployment rises and that's sadly because we put a lot of our sense of self-worth on our jobs I don't know why it's just a thing we do and uh, you know we're gonna I think I, but what I was saying was you know they're already talking about the figures that are going to come out of people that haven't been treated for other diseases during lockdowns you know I, th- I think if you, even if you're just thinking about it in death terms lockdowns should be a last resort you know the, the World Health Organization said that I do think they, they they have their place but I actually think you know other measures like social distancing um, if we actually had a bloody track and trace system that worked you know that's I, I, I was basically just saying that our government have fucked this up to the point that now we have to have a lockdown but that shouldn't have been the case we could have probably done without it and I think my friends thought I was saying I think they thought I was that sort of person it was like oh bloody they're taking away our rights when I wasn't actually I was I was just um, sort of trying to find a middle ground uh, you know I get it. Like they, they have, they are, they, are, they are have had people die from it in their, you know, in their circle of, or where they work and stuff. So like, yeah, I get that it's more emotive for them, and uh, but I just I think that's you know you can't let somebody die in cloud your judgment. <laughs> I've always said that. <laughs> I do think I sometimes think I've got a. I sometimes think I've got a much healthier view of death than most people in the West and then I realise oh maybe I'm the, I'm the weirdo and everyone else is quite rightly scared of death and thinks about it in in the correct way I don't know I think it's it's got to have something to do with my little dart off into hippie stuff about 10 years ago and reading a lot of Buddhist literature and I just don't see it as a massive deal genuinely I've got no fear of dying whatsoever I don't want it to be bad when it happens you know, I don't want a bad one <laughs> I don't want to be tortured to death but what I mean is the actual the actual dying part um, is I, it's totally normal isn't it and also I have that relationship with other people that I don't you know I know my parents are very old they're going to I don't reckon they've got that many years left in them and I, that to me is a, a sort of a, a sad but understandable thing that I'm going to be going through. I don't dread it. it. It's something I just know is going to happen. So it's like, well, that's, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, I've lost friends. I've lost family members over the years. And, you know, I've always just had this thing of like, this is, yes, it's sad, but it's it's literally the, the, the most normal thing that can happen is somebody can die. Yeah, it's the only other thing you can count on other than being born so it's, I, maybe that's why I sort of don't look at it in such a such black and white terms of you know death numbers 
I think life is more important, guys. Hey, <laughs> hey, pull up a chair, guys, and roll a spliff. Because <laughs> Carl's talking about death. No, but it's that thing about Alan Watts. Oh, God, if you're quoting Alan Watts, then you've really gone down the old hip, hippie rabbit hole. But, you know, he used to tell a, a little story. If you, if you don't know Alan Watts, I recommend him. You know, in terms of modern philosophy, I say modern as in like, it's about 50 years ago now, but um, there's loads of good sort of talks of his on YouTube and you can read his stuff. But he talked about talking to his students and he'd ask them, like, what do you want to do with your life? What would be your dream, like, career and stuff like that? How would you like to make a living or just get through the through life? And, you know, night, majority of the times it would be a creative thing. Everyone, every student you talk to, what do you want to do? They always would say, I want to be a writer, I want to be a poet or something. And then he'd say, well, why don't you do that? And they'd always say, well, you know, it's not really a viable career. And he'd say, like, well, that's, so what's the plan? So what's the plan then will be, you're going to get a job you don't like to then just go on living in an unhappy life. You might not be overwhelmingly unhappy, but you'll be unfulfilled he said like that that way of thinking in the west is so commonplace but it's insane when you actually think about it that people would rather live a long unfulfilled life stave off death as long as you can do in a job that you're actually not happy in rather than die early but in in the chase for a happy life and even you might just have a happy few years and then die. Surely that would be the, the 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 better option. I think I've always had that belief. I feel like um, I feel like this wasn't going to be the uh, this wasn't the catch up that I uh, was hoping to do, but it is what it is. That's what it is, isn't it? This podcast was never meant to be what I wanted to say. It's whatever comes up when I start opening my mouth. But that's what I'm saying, yeah. I, I think I, I think about the, um, in terms of looking at this, zoom out a bit and have a look at what's going on in the world. You know, there's a lot of people struggling. There's everyone that's gone down this sort of conspiratorial route of like obsessing about, they, they announced a vaccine the other day that could, could be rolled out in the next few months. And the amount of people online are going, I'm not fucking putting that in my body. Do you know what I mean? Like it's that that isn't just because those people are idiots. That's because those people are are depressed or anxious or there's a lot of stuff that feeds into that way of thinking. Yeah, ultimately, <laughs> I do think it's dumb, but um, you know, I, I I can see why they've gone down that route, and I think we need to we need to readdress the the lack of happiness in people's existences. And the current way of the government talking about this, the media talking about it, the way they discuss it is so, I think, depressing that actually it's making people more mad. It's funny watching people sort of just go, I'm not bloody getting, I'm not getting this vaccine, mate. I'm not letting, what, you're going to let just what some scientists create put in your body as if that's not what you've done your entire life at every minute you take a couple of paracetamol mate do you know what's in those I don't <laughs> but I've taken them every time I've had a hangover since I was 14 years old 
every, it's, it's fascinating, isn't it? Because like, I have had, what? I've had three operations taken out dentistry. I mean, even though I've got a lot of respect for dentists, I'm just saying, you know, you know what you're getting with a dentist. They're just pulling teeth out, putting teeth out in, putting stuff on your teeth, right? So taking that out. I've had like, you know, I've had three proper operations in my life. I've had laser eye surgery, I had my nose operation, and when I was 23 I had internal bleeding that had to be fixed via uh, endoscopy. And basically all of those things also involved medication and uh, I needed to be, I, I was part of the general anaesthetic and you know, this basic, I've, had, I've had medical intervention three major times and also over my life I've you know, had the odd bit of medicine from a doctor and at no point have I ever thought that they were up to something. I've never, I've never been given a prescription by a doctor and thought this fucking guy's trying to do something wrong, he's trying to put something in me. Like, you know, I've only ever felt a benevolence from uh, the British medical community. Every person I've ever met who works in medicine, you know, I've got a couple of uh, sort of acquaintances who work in hospitals, and you know, they're all good people. They've gone into it for the right reasons. What is it about? <laughs> the current situation has suddenly convinced people they're all insidious murderers or people that want to put microchips in us. It's, it's insane, you know. And I, but I do, I understand why people have gone down this anxious route. But you know, come on, guys, have a look. Have a look at what you put in your body. You don't everything you eat, any processed food you eat's got about a hundred ingredients. You don't know what they are. So if you're worried about vaccine they've come up with to try and allow shops to open and people to travel I think you need to put them in perspective mate do you know what I mean this is um just seen we're at 22 minutes it's gone on long in it um but um, but apologies if it all got a bit serious you know what else well, I don't it's not really it is, I think it is um I've stopped watching the uh, news just the last few days. I think I overdid it because I was I did a stream thing for the American election, so I actually had to follow the news for a few days and like get at least some basic understanding of what was going on. But that you can just watch too much of it, isn't it? That's the I think that's the trick is to untap yourself from it. Uh, I'm listening to a really good documentary uh, podcast called uh, Rabbit Hole. Which is made by uh, the New York Times. This I'll, I'll leave you with a recommendation, and it's basically they just they just talk to. Uh, it, it, do you know what it's similar to? But it's what much better than that social. What was that social media documentary that everyone was farting on about? That was on Netflix. That was the social dilemma. That was it. So basically, it's that. Uh, but it talks about the the algorithm that keeps people stuck to YouTube. It mainly focuses on YouTube. I'm, I'm three episodes in, that's what it's done so far. It follows this one guy who is obsessed, basically, with YouTube. You know, he, he he's interviewed on it. He talks about how he just started watching it 
almost all his waking hours. If he, any other media was gone, so he'd just sit on YouTube. And there's a lot of people I know like this. And then they interview the guy who designed the algorithm when they changed YouTube from being about clicks to about watch time. And they say that that's the moment it changed from being just quite a fun little platform to something that's actually quite dangerous in that it's all about keeping people there. Uh, and the, the algorithm basically does this thing where whatever you're watching, it will bring up, why don't you watch this next? And it'll always be something linked. So if you're watching something that is, imagine you are watching a conspiracy theory video, the next video will be, well, if you like that conspiracy, how about this fucking one? It's like some sort of naughty bloke trying to lead you into an alley and sell you something. And yeah, this guy just talks about how he, you know, he was a, he was a democratic voter in America. He was a fan of Barack Obama, and just he just sort of he was at college and he was feeling a little bit isolated, and he just started watching certain things about um, you know sort of the culture wars, and then just you know over the course of like a year or two, he was properly gone. Like, and he talks, and they, they, what they do is they've downloaded his YouTube history. So they can look through it and like he was watching so many hours a day and it's just it follows all the things he was watching like it's mad it's really interesting watch it and you can see how you could you know you, people are essentially radicalized by the by creating their own echo chamber on youtube so that's why um i reckon we should all just turn everything off you know yeah you can listen to a few podcasts but you know watch watch a few films on netflix or something but maybe we need to uh, we need to unplug ourselves from the constant news and arguments. I sit at the minute. I just get up. I bring Swyler into the front room. I put this baby playlist of classical music on that basically just has Claire de Lune by Debussy about every four songs. <laughs> Such a weird playlist. It's, it's like it's really long, but yeah, it's just it's got loads of repeat songs by different musicians and I just you know that's that's a nice way to start a day you don't need to check your check your twitter you don't need to check anything guys just ease yourselves through uh, the day maybe um apologize I apologize for how long this has been but it has been the first one in 6 weeks it has been more serious than I intended uh but you know Hopefully, it's not being too boring. I'm at, you know, it's absolutely fine if it is a bit boring. It's, it's, it's stream of consciousness, mate. It's not meant to be zinger after zinger, is it? But God, this coffee's nice. I'm going to recommend Roundhill Roastery. I get nothing for that. I just buy their beans. But I genuinely think, if, you, if you're making a filter coffee at home, I make a V60, I, I do think, pound for pound, the best beans I've ever had they're con so consistent they send me a different one every fortnight I've got a subscription and it's just they've not they've been on such a good run that you know, no duds whatsoever so give them a go mm -mm -mm. and with that I finished my coffee thank you everyone for tuning back in I'll probably see you around Christmas time I'm going to do no I'm going to try and do a couple more regularly just in the next sort of couple of weeks just because I don't want to leave it on this this was too bleak We'll do a nice one and, and I'll cheer you up I'll cheer you up guys come and see me next time next time you're in the area 
and I'll, I'll say some nice things. All right, bye.